Welcome to the Let's Kill It podcast. I'm Janice T, former corporate dropout turned full-time entrepreneur, creator, and lifelong learner. Every single week, I bring you mindset hacks and personal growth tips inspired by real stories and experiences. So if you're an inspiring entrepreneur, entrepreneur, online content creator, or someone who is really looking to grow your business or career and level up your life, well, you're in the right place. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the good stuff begin. Welcome back to another episode of the exciting Let's Kill It podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit controversial. And I only say that because the title is what not to do if you want to beat the competition, right? But the reason why it's a little bit iffy is because I don't really believe in the word competition or the word competitors. I genuinely think there's so much out there to create so much impact that can be made that... I don't really see it as any competition. I really genuinely believe there's more than enough for everyone out there to really go get it and to win. However, like one way of looking at this is what you want to take note of and what not to do if you want to move forward in your business, if you want to move faster, if you want to move with more momentum, if you want to move more effectively, if you want to really push yourself and get out there and get ahead of yourself, of your previous years of business trajectory, then this is an episode that you must watch, right? So I just want to start this off by saying that while rushing on to get ahead, which is such a common thing, isn't it, in society where it's like, Nothing you do is ever enough. Like last year, if you made six figures, this year has to be multiple six figures. If you made a quarter million last year, how can you double that? How can you make half a million dollars this year? And it just contributes to this sense of nothing is ever enough. And like we have to keep rushing to quote unquote, get ahead. But if you're so pigeonholed in this whole mentality of like, I need to get ahead, I need to like do this and I need to rush ahead, you might be just stabbing yourself in the foot without even knowing. And so here are a few things that I really want to pull out um, for you to focus on so you know and can be aware of what not to do if you actually want to get ahead of the curve, okay? So let's dive right into it. Number one, copying others. Now, this is an interesting one, right? Because while there is merit in, you know, not reinventing the wheel, there is merit in, you know, looking at success models that have already been done and not trying to reinvent the entire system. There is merit in that, right? That is very different from copying and being overly reliant. So here's how I would break it down. I would say that If you are at the very, 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 very beginning, like literally just starting out your business, I definitely think there is merit in looking at what have other people out there done already successfully that I can then internalize and download. And I'm like, okay, now I'm aware of what successful businesses could look like. Being fully aware that the successful business models out there have already been tried and tested. They work their things that you can learn from them. However, they're not the only models that exist and do not have to be followed to a T, right? But it's still good to know. Now, when you then reach the next stage in your business where, you know, you've maybe modeled after a successful model 
this is the part where things start working for you. You know, there's a system and flow. You you can take care of yourself. Your business takes care of you. That is a stage where you want to think one step deeper and start thinking like, what is my own spin that I can put on it? Like, what is the unique thing that I actually bring to the table that is different from other people, right? So at the very, very incipient stage, sure, look at success models, but once things start rolling and once you get the wheels running you really want to think about like what is the unique spin that you can bring into this model what are some things that you can put in what are some things that you can take out what are some things that you can do differently so that you create something that is truly unique and of your own why because if you focus your business model entirely on copying others you will be mediocre at best. This is what I mean. Imagine if, you know, the Dyson hairdryer is really popular right now. So imagine someone who is like, oh, the Dyson hairdryer has really taken off. Imagine someone trying to copy a Dyson hairdryer and actually beating them at their own game. It's really, really tough because when you focus on solely copying someone else's innovation it becomes a game of like okay now who can copy it fastest right like dyson hair dryers are going for 600 to 800 dollars right now who can copy it fastest in the secondary market dyson hair dryer lookalikes right or like dupes of dyson hair dryers if you play the copying game it becomes like who can copy it the fastest or who can sell it for the cheapest Right, so it becomes a prize war. It becomes a prize game, and it becomes a hamster wheel where, like, let's churn. We have to churn it out because we don't have our own innovation, and we have to sell it at a cheapest possible price. Otherwise, there's literally no point in anyone buying from us because we're not the original anyway. So, it becomes this really stressful and anxiety-inducing game where you're on a hamster wheel that essentially never ends. And on top of this, when the competition producing the same replicas get tough, and this is probably the worst part, you are basically rendered helpless because you have no way of innovating something new. You have no creativity. You literally don't know how to invent your own product because your entire business model is based off copying something else. And so you're not having those innovative wheels spinning in your business all the time. You're not thinking of new ideas, new angles, new things that you can bring into the business. And so this is basically a muscle in your business that is dormant, right? It's, it's not in use. And so when a crisis hits and you realize like the secondary market of copying is getting too tough, is getting too competitive, there's like literally still nothing you can do about it because you, don't, you literally don't know how to innovate and how to create. Now, on the other side of the winning game, and this is the OG company, the original company, in this case, Dyson, for example, while you're freaking out about the secondary market being too competitive and all that, on the other side of the winning game, this original company who innovates, who creates, has already started working on their next creative innovation and their next creative product while you have barely started copying their latest launch. They're already working on creating the next few launches. So the reason why you should really never focus your entire business model on copying others is because it's a never-ending game. It's a very tiring game of playing catch-up. And even if you get tired and you run on a hamster wheel, your best-case scenario is just being mediocre. 
And probably one of the worst things of this is like you don't have the skill set to innovate. And you can't truly be proud of yourself. You can't truly have anything that you can call your own. And despite all of this, your best case scenario is just being mediocre because you're entirely reliant on the brains and creativity and innovation of something else. And when that doesn't happen, you're helpless. There's nothing else you can do. And so don't, number one, don't focus your business model on copying others. Create something of your own. Number two is don't be afraid to specialize. And this is like a whole age-old debate, right? And I just want to say like, there is no right or wrong way of doing business. It's about what you want, okay? Like Amazon is a multi-billion dollar company, right? So is LVMH, who owns Louis Vuitton, who owns so many other luxury brands, right? So there is no right or wrong way to get to the top and to make a, a shit ton of money. But if you are someone who wants to build a brand and you want to sell in the high ticket market, you have to specialize. Why? Because if you don't, you will forever be seen as a generalist who cannot command special pricing. And don't take this from me, like really take a good hard look and start thinking about what you're seeing in the market, what you're seeing around you. And what you will realize is that the premium brands in any market are often, not always, but majority of the time, they are often supplying and serving a niche subcategory within any broader industry. So I'm going to give you a simple example. You can imagine that a chef, like a chef would be paid a lot less than a modern Scandinavian vegan chef who focuses on local produce food, who is also a James Beard Award Michelin star chef with five-star hotel experience, right? It is very clear that if you are just a general person versus someone who focuses on a sub or sub niches within a given industry, you're going to be worth more. Why? It's a supply and demand thing. Simply because less people can replace you, less people can do your job, right? But if you're just a general chef, quote unquote, anyone can do your job. There are thousands of people that I could immediately pick off the street. And as long as I give them a salary, they're going to be able to do your job. But if you are someone who is a modern Scandinavian, vegan-focused, local-produced-focused, James Beard Award-winning Michelin star chef with five-star hotel experience, like it is so hard for me to find someone that can literally do your job. Therefore, you are worth more because you are more in demand and there's less of you out there in the market, right? So... One of the reasons why a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs are afraid of specializing is because they feel like if I specialize, does that mean that I'm cutting out more customers? Mm, Sure. But are you really, if those are the customers that you don't even want in the first place, are you really, if these are the people who can't afford to pay you in the first place, are you really cutting out and losing out more customers if these people would have never been your paid customers in the first place? So something that I want to leave you with thinking about is, in short, do specialists have less customers? Perhaps, yes. But do they make more money? Hell yes. 
And so this is something that you want to think about if you're currently building your business and you're like, should I be really general or should I like specialize and be known for something? Really give this a good think because this could revolutionize your business model, your profit margins, and ultimately um, the end amount of money and income that you're going to be making in your business, right? So it's worth thinking about. Now, the third point that I want to say is if you want to get ahead of the curve, this is what you should not do. You should not just do your job. And this sounds like, what are you talking about? I'm paid to do my job, so shouldn't I be doing my job? Yeah, but just doing your job simply isn't good enough. You got to go do it and you have to go and out there and do it so damn well. You got to go above and beyond to build something new or something different and you have to do it better. Now, imagine this from a client's perspective. If you do your job, honestly, it's the bare minimum. And I know some of you don't want to hear this because you're like, life is tough. I'm already working so hard. Well, if you're already working so hard and life is tough and you don't want to work harder, then like don't run your own business. And I know it's going to sound a little harsh, but honestly, from a client's perspective, if you do what I pay you for, it is the bare minimum of our agreement, right? Me as a client, you're still not giving me any reason to choose you over another option because you're already only doing the bare minimum. And we haven't even like talked about tech and artificial intelligence and AI and how AI and tech is probably going to be doing everything that you're going to be doing perfectly without errors and cheaper as well over time, especially. And so you're basically screwed if you don't bring something different to the table, something more, something better. If all you're bringing to the table is literally what a client is paying you for and you're just, quote unquote, just doing your job, I'm so sorry, but it's just not good enough. And you should be really worried because like someone else in the market is going to be able to replace you just like that. Bam. And then we're not even bringing in tech and AI that's going to be even more able to replace you just like that. Bam, 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 double whammy. How are you going to keep the business running if you don't bring anything extra to the table? So it might be a little bit harsh, but that's what we're here for. And I hope this really gets you thinking on how can I upserve? How can I overserve? How can I overdeliver whenever I serve my people, my clients, right? That sets me apart, that differentiates me from other options in the market, whether they be other competitors, other service providers, or even tech and AI in the very near future. Number four, don't always see your competition as quote-unquote competition, right? And the reason I say this is because I feel like this is so underrated because in entrepreneurship, in a space where we are put in a in an arena where we have to constantly innovate, where we have to constantly create, there are already so few people in this space who really get it, right? So when you see someone else that shares the same values as you, who really gets what you're doing, don't see them straight up as competition, right? I think there's a healthy level of competition, but like I said, I really think there's more than enough for everyone to survive, more than survive and thrive, there's more than enough for everyone out there to win. So when you see someone in your space, like don't underestimate the power of branding by association. 
Sometimes you can do more as two than you can do as one, right? In terms of resources, in terms of new projects that you want to do, in terms of events that you want to set up. Like you can not only split the responsibilities and work, but you can also split the cost. So start thinking creatively, right? If there is an opportunity for me to see someone as competition or see someone as someone that I can potentially stand by and beside and we can brand by association to do more, why not, right? Rather than see things strictly as a dog-eat-dog world or a zero-sum game, why not see if there are synergies between you and other people in your industry where you can both win? Like, This is a new concept for a lot of people, but literally there can be a situation where you can both win and there's no reason why you can't do it together if both of us are winning more, right? So number one, don't copy others, especially having your whole business model being reliant on that because you'll be mediocre at best. Number two, don't be afraid to specialize because do you have less clients? Maybe, but do you make more money? Almost certainly. Okay, number three, don't just do your job because it's not enough anymore. You have to have something different. You have to bring something more to the table. Number four, don't always see your competition straight up as competition. Start thinking about opportunities for you to collaborate, for you to brand by association. Sometimes two is better than one. Right, So I hope this serves as powerful reminders for you. A lot of these things are things that people might not be doing because we're focused on these immediate things, right? Like our sales, our messaging, um, our you know business development, our lead generation, that sometimes we miss out these critical parts that when we fix these things or when we remove some of these things can actually move our businesses forward exponentially. So I hope these things served as a reminder for you to just pause and take a look at your business and see, is there anything that I can change, I can remove, or I can add in to really help me stay ahead of the curve in a highly competitive market, right? And this is part of tapping into that CEO mindset is to realize that I am the boss of my business. I have to be proactive. I have to take ownership. I have to be strategic. And rather than just going about purely from sale to sale to sale and like transaction after transaction, sometimes there's a really great benefit in just pausing and thinking about what do I actually want to do as a boss running my own business, right? For me to really like step out and evaluate what I'm doing out there, what you're doing out there with your business, there is value when you slow down, calibrate before you go fast, right? And when you do that, and when you bounce back after slowing down, after recalibrating, after re-strategizing, sometimes those results are going to bring you 10 times further and 10 times faster, So I hope this episode was useful for you. If you felt like certain points really resonated with you, please drop me a DM. You have to connect with me either on LinkedIn at Janice T or on Instagram at Janice.T. That's J-A-N-I-C-E dot T-E-E. I would love to hear from you guys and your takeaways and your perspectives. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. And I hope it inspired you on your journey towards that next level in your business and life. 
make sure to check out the description for show notes with a full rundown of all the juicy details and important links that you need. Also, make sure to share this with a friend if you found this useful and subscribe here on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It would genuinely mean the world to me to hear from you. So share a review on Spotify or Apple Podcast and let me know which part of this episode resonated with you the most. In case no one's told you lately, you are amazing and absolutely capable of creating the extraordinary life that you dream of and deserve. Now it's time to go out there, do the hard stuff, and let's kill it.